Well, hello everyone, and welcome to Nom Watch Review, part of Nom Talk Network. On this show, we review the latest film drop or throwback, celebrating a milestone while eating and drinking our favorite movie and snacks. So, I am excited for tonight because I forgot how much I like Loki was obsessed with this movie when I was a kid, and by Loki obsessed. I was like, I need to collect all the action figures. Like I forced my dad to go to um, when they would host like little like toy conventions at the Pomona Fairplex. I would specifically go because this movie came out at that time and I wanted everything. I think McDonald's was selling like their toys, like all that stuff, right? And I was just com like, I forgot about this movie and how just utterly 90 campy sci-fi like cool, we got cutting edge graphic technology it was and how utterly horrible, but also like just amazing this film was. So I'm really excited to talk about it with all of you. Um, and it's been my pleasure to have hosted, you know, something with like all of you in it and to be a part and a guest for some of you on it. So I'm really excited. Um, but I'm your host, Jordan Orozco. And right now I'm enjoying a wonderful little Mai Tai um, and don't judge me because tonight I was like, I'm going to just pig out. I have McDonald's. So sorry. Sorry, y'all. Like I had to just, I had to get a double quarter pounder and some, some fries. I feel so bad, but you know what? Whatever. I'm hungry. Who, who cares? This is Nom Talk Network. We eat our feelings here. Um, and I just want to introduce our guests and our lovely, wonderful individuals who are here. Um, Mike, let's start with you. What's going on, man? Last time we did a wonderful, wonderful review. Um, and tonight we're going to do another one. What's going on? What are you nomming on? Hey, what's up? Um, um, right now I'm nomming on some uh, trail mix and water. Basic. Very, very basic. Um, yeah, not much, man. Looking forward to hey. talking about this uh, classic sci-fi adventure. <laughs> you know, um, I'm <laughs> jealous because you basically are living off mana, right? Like you're yeah. living off trail mix and water and I'm basically. living off the fucking meat of the world. So, you know, I'm, yeah, not blessed. Um, and then let's go to Eric. Eric, what's going on? I haven't seen you in a long time. What are you nominating on? What's I going know. on in Colorado, man? Uh, crazy winds. Um, you don't want to be here right now. I hear you guys are getting rain. I'm getting wind. So the earth is ending. Um, but <laughs> uh, I am drinking a lovely Edline Brewing peaches and cream sour beer, which is delicious. And I ate earlier because I was starving after work and couldn't wait. But now I'm munching on some Jolly Ranchers because I love these candies. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Who doesn't love Jolly Ranchers, right? It's like a guilty pleasure, but it's also like a little, I don't know. I just, I feel like Jolly Ranchers have been in my life forever and I just love them. And if somebody's like, I hate Jolly Ranchers, I'm like, I question your existence. Um, I question you and your spirit. So anyway, um, Tony, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. I feel like, God, when was the last time we did a review together? Months ago. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It been before the new year, if if we're honest. It, oh, it, it, it absolutely was, it's and it's April. Yeah. yeah, but it's good to see you. What's going on? What are you nominating? Um, I've got a collection of things. So I'm one of those people who just accumulate snacks throughout the day. And right now I'm surrounded by a multitude. So I've got like my water bottle, got some ginger turmeric tea. I have a uh, little cutie oranges. I've got some mango slices. I also have, 
I have a dry throat. So apparently one of the things that people tell you to do is to like, oh, if you mix like salt and water and gargle with that, that'll help, right? Me, because I'm so salt addicted, I actually just straight up drink. People do. Oh, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I do apologize if that grosses you out, but yeah, this is my own personal, this is my pickle bottle. So, <laughs> Wow. You know, just, just throw in some whiskey and you can just be a pickleback, right? Like just boom, I love those. I'm boom, and then boom. I hate pickles. I hate pickles, everything. However, if that works for you, man, I'm not going to yuck your yum. Well, okay. So you have a quarter pounder hanging out with you right now. Oh um, yeah. The guy that I used to date in high school, I knew he had a crush on me because he worked at McDonald's and he, I could tell that he liked me because he would stack up like two or three layers of pickles. So that way every single bite was like extra pickly. Oh. It worked. So yeah. <laughs> I love that. We, love language. Yay. we love that. <laughs> I think my best friend said that to me one time and I was like, hey, you can take any pickle off my plate as long as you want. Like, please, it has to, I, like, I'm the kind of person that, like, if it's in my burger and I, like, I chomp on it, I can't eat it. Like, it's like, it's done. Like, I'm done with it and I have to, like, Give do it. it. So, and we're in, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad I have another pickle connoisseur that <laughs> I can repository. give. Yeah, <laughs> right, that I can give my unwanted burger pickles too. And that sounds really weird in another context. But today we are talking about the 1998 version of Lost in Space. And if you haven't seen that movie, please like spend $2 or whatever it is to watch it because it is so interesting. I feel like it is a movie of its time, right? This is around the time of like the 90s sci-fi, like weird ass kick like films right like you have like the fifth element which is definitely in my top five films of all time um you have um all these wonderful like cutting edge films that are coming out with this like new sort of like graphic technology right and i remember seeing this um in sort of uh th in the theater with my dad and we had watched a little bit of the old school like tv series right that was originally you know out which was lost in space and Clearly, it's about a family, um, the Robinson family, that gets sent out um, on a, I, I don't know, I kind of feel like this is also like a typical like space sci-fi film where it's like, the Earth, is, the Earth is too overpopulated, we're all dying, we need to find another planet, right? But this one specifically was a series where this entire family would definitely would like warp to a different world every episode and try to see if it was habitable for human life but then at the same time they have no fucking idea where they're at um in 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 the universe right and so it was just it was a it was like sort of like a discombobulated sci-fi of sort of like a space adventure right and this film um sort of tried to capture that um and what i loved about this is you know when i was a kid right like my dad got me into sci-fi early on when i was younger um got me into aliens got me into just like robots, all this stuff, right? Like you have like, uh, uh, you have, um, oh my gosh, Terminator, right? Which like was really huge, right? Like you had all this stuff. And then you get, this was just like a culmination of like robotics, uh, space engineering, right? Like the earth is dying. Like we need to send a family out, right? Um, and this entire cast, right? Is like star studded, right? Like you have like 
William Hurt, right? Like who is like monotone the entire fucking film, which is like one of my issues, right? Um, you have like Lacey Chabert, who's the mean girl herself, right? Like Gretchen Wieners in this, right? Um, you have Gary Oldman, right? Like fucking Gary Oldman, who huge ass like actor, right? Was in The Fifth Element, was also in Harry Potter, right? There's Black. You have Matt LeBlanc, for God's sake. Like you have a friend, right? Like in this film, Heather Graham, right? You have all these people that later on went to go on to do wonderful and amazing things. And I just absolutely um, didn't know like how star studded this cast until I like rewatched it and it was really good, right? Um, but what are our early sort of like introductions to this? How did you see this film? Um, and what were your early on impressions of this? Let's start with you, Tony. Um, <laughs> so this movie I think was like number one, I think only for like its first, two weekends at most because it had the unfortunate job of being the uh being like the first blockbuster immediately after titanic so i think it was one of those things where it was the the it was the movie that kind of like broke the the titanic streak but then i think titanic retook it if i'm remembering correctly somebody might have to fact check me on that one um but i remember going to see this movie in the theater um I'm pretty certain I was maybe of only like, it's very likely I was the only person in the theater. I may have been one of four at most. Uh, so it may have been that first uh, couple of uh, weeks, but um, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I think uh, even then I had the same uh, complaints about it that I think most of us are going to have about it, which was the CGI even back then was looking a little looking a little dodgy even by 98 standards because I think everyone understood that there was still this there was this cross-section in the mid-90s where you had a really healthy mix of practical effects and CGI assisted effects and I do want to emphasize CGI assisted and when you start seeing sort of like when it starts veering over towards this way when the technology isn't like advanced enough to really carry it like on its own um you get sequences like Lost in Space. Um, it wasn't the only movie like that. There were plenty of others that were kind of like, oh, okay, that's, we decided to play with the new toy that is CGI and it didn't really work out for you. Okay. Um, but overall, I thought it was fun. I thought there was, you know, it had great style, had a great cast. Uh, Matt LeBlanc for me is sort of like the big, huge miscast in the cast, even though I do find him generally appealing and entertaining in this movie. But when you stack him up against Gary Oldman, Mimi Rogers, William Hurt, and even a very, very young Jared Harris, uh, who apparently I didn't realize, like, he's not doing, uh, Jared Harris, who is, like, very, very famously English, does not do his own voice acting in this movie. They had to dub him because apparently they could not get the English accent out of him. Um, yeah, so when you stack, like, for example, Matt LeBlanc against all of, like, these really, really incredible uh, actors, even when they're, you know, just sort of giving... Um, this is not like overly ambitious performances here. Um, that for me is sort of like the only thing that kind of like starts to pull it down. You know, I, you know, we're going to talk about scores here in a little bit, but um, yeah, I, I liked it then. I liked it now. And even rewatching it, I just am kind of struck of like, there's more in here. There's more world building than I remember. There's more um, uh, practical effects than I remember. Cause I think it's you know, the bad CGI that stuck with me for so long, but um I think there was a lot of care put into this movie. There was a lot invested into it. So um, yeah, I definitely liked it then and I like it now. Yeah, and I think like 
I, I think your point's valid. I think when, you know, so watching it now, I was like, how did they, how, how was that possible for, sure, let's, let's put this out um, into major theaters and see that because some of the CGI and I was like, mm, I know that's fake. And I knew as a kid, I knew it was fake, but I still liked it, right? And I feel like it was almost sort of like trying too hard in a way where it was like, oh, let's let's put this out there. And then, but here, like, look at the cast, like look at everything else. And, and don't worry about this little, like, don't worry about how this looks like it was a toy from the 1960s, right? That's just like spinning. And then it just like explodes. And then here's a new, right? Like here's a new ship. So I definitely feel that. Um, Eric, let's go to you. What did, what were your first introductions to this film? Uh, well, just like Johnny, I was one of those ones who saw it in theaters, like one of the only ones who saw it in theaters, because I was about nine, ten when it came out. So I was super about it, like Fifth Element was my jam, like all that. So I was about it. Me and my dad went, loved the movie for what it was, because it was campy, it was space, and the actors in it I'd seen in other things throughout time. So absolutely loved it. My issue as well as Tony, is the practical effects uh, or the CGI effects in it. They did it overboard a little bit. It kind of reminds me now, going back into what they did with Starship Troopers, was very much along the same line, which came out a year before, which I think they were relying a little bit too much on that instead of doing what like Star Wars did or anything like that to like bring in more practical effects. Um, so that was my issue with it. But I love this movie. I love going back and watching it. Um, haven't watched it in years because it's one of those movies that just goes out of your mind. But watching it again last night, I was like, oh, this is great. Plus, my partner and everybody last night were just like, well, this happened in 2038 when they're leaving Earth to go on this adventure because, like, the planet's depleting. I'm like, well, that's not far off from us where we're at now, are we? <laughs> <laughs> but, so life imitating art. But, yeah, no, I love this movie wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And and I kind of said this earlier, and I think, Tony, you, were, you weren't on yet, but I basically was like, it just, it was a lot of fun like just watching this film like you're having fun and and I feel like that overall for me like sort of overpowered like the fact that it looked just cheaply made like it was like yeah like it was giving very much like event horizon but not so much like like clear sort of like graphics that were doing that it was like clearly we know that this was might have been a low budget film right um but 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 while watching it, I was just like, I had fun the entire time. Even now, like I was watching it and I was like, oh shit, oh God, there wasn't a dull moment. I don't think there was a moment where I was just like, oh, this is stupid. Like this, is, this isn't happening, right? And I feel like this is how you do a film that you want to cram sort of like a fan, like a very specific niche fandom into without having to bore people at the same time. And I feel like it kind of did a good job in that aspect where it was just like, I didn't feel bored right? Like watching this even as an adult. So I feel like it's great. Um, Mike, let's go to you. What did you think about this film? How did you get introduced to it? Okay, so I was also, I saw this in theaters. Um, obviously, I think for all of this, the uh, TV show was way before our time. But I actually liked um, like old TV shows and like seeing how they update them, and like, you know, like Brady Bunch and stuff like that. So for me, it was kind of fun to see how they updated this one. Um, especially the robot. I was looking forward to seeing how they would update the robot and i thought it was pretty pretty cool um i just remember being into this movie because i was so tired of titanic at the time because <laughs> it came out and that was like number one for like weeks and weeks i was like oh my god 
And then, so I finally got to see something else in, you know, a big movie besides Titanic. So that was good. Um, yeah, I remember really liking it when I was, when I saw it in the theaters and then I read the reviews. I'm like, wow, I have really bad taste because everybody else hated it. Um, but, um, it was a fun movie, I thought, you know, um, and I, I know they wanted to like continue it with like more with like sequel and stuff like that. And I was all for it, but um, yeah, apparently it just wasn't very good. So, I mean, it was uh it was an interesting, interesting time. Yeah. I mean, that happens with all, all great bad movies. You always want a sequel, but you are yeah. the only little, little cult section that likes the movie. So they're never going to go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, um, yeah, I, so as a kid, I was like, yeah, fuck Titanic, right? And then as I got older, I became an obsessive fan of Titanic. Like, an obsessive fan. I was the one, I think I was the one that hosted, I don't know, Steph, you can fact check me, but I was the one that hosted the review that we did on here. Like, I fucking love that movie. I will go to the grave and say that Titanic is like an awesome movie. But, you know, it's James Cameron. Like, I get it. Like, at this time, like, it was like, Oh, and then you're like, oh, fuck, like, it's just like Avatar, right? Which is also James Cameron, which is like, oh, it remains number one. And I'm like, fuck it. Like, that's not even a good film. Like, I'm not, I'm not here for that. I never wanted a movie to fail so much as the second Avatar movie. (laughs) I'm just, I mean, (laughs) yeah, but like, but, but, but I get your point, right? It's like, this was like competing and Tony, you said this, this was competing against a major blockbuster film, right? And it like came out and then I was like, oh, cool. And then people were just like, oh, ooh. And I think Mike, I like, when they introduced like the new robot, right? And then you you sort of see sort of the, the old robot come back, right? Like, mm-hmm. and like such sort yeah. of like the design to come in and people who were fans of like the show were like, oh, this is great. Like it's all nostalgia, right? Um, let's actually get into that because there's a lot. There is a lot of sort of nostalgia that got introduced yeah, Steph said Jordan did host the Titanic one with his collection of memorabilia. Yeah, I have like the special Ooh. edition one that you can only get in like Ireland that like I bought at like a um a flea market for like 10 bucks and it's like a huge box. Um anyway, okay, wait. So Q says, I remember when this movie came out when I heard that Lacey Chaubert from Party of Five was in it, and I was like, Oh, I'm watching it. And I I know of the original 60s series too. Yeah. Oh, cube all redeemed hydrate, everyone. So everybody take a sip of whatever you have in. I think I'm the only one that didn't know who Lacey Chabert was. Oh, Party of Five, all the way. Loved it. I, was, yeah. Yeah, I went for that as well. Because I think I at, the, at the time I didn't watch that show. So I, mean, I still don't watch that show. But I mean, I so didn't I did. know. I had no idea who she was. I was like, okay. So I still to this day didn't know. I thought she just appeared um, in Mean Girls. And then I thought she was just like a Hallmark bitch. And, um, you know, because she does, like, Hallmark movies. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool, Lacey Chabert. Oh, my God, Gretchen Wieners. And then I rewatched this, and I was like, that's fucking Lacey Chabert. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, no, Lacey that- Chabert in, like, the early 90s had a huge career. Like, Party of Five. She was in a lot of movies. She was That's yeah. why she was cast in this, because she was pretty much Miss Popular. She was any, like, Lindsay Lohan, any of them in her day. Yeah. Was she the most popular cast member at the time, or um, no? I think, Matt LeBlanc was, probably. I think was. it was. It was. It was. For, yeah, it was for sure. Gary Oldman was like the huge stacker, and then no, who mm-hmm. go Tony? So it was. Um, I mean, Gary Oldman. Like, if you're someone who like enjoys dramatic roles, 
yeah, I knew yeah. him. Right and yeah, away. you're going, yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, Gary Oldman, but I don't remember him being the top build. Like, I remember, I remember it being William Hurt, Matt LeBlanc, Heather Graham, because I think this is, yeah. is this after Boogie Nights with Heather Graham? Yes, this is it right must after. have been because I watched it because I was one of the reasons I watched it was because of her, <laughs> at right? The time. And Lacey Chabert was, uh, they were like, well, the teens are going to go and watch it because of Lacey Chabert. And Party of Five was like, every single one of those people that was on that show, it was like Scott Wolf. It was, what's his name? Matthew Fox? Uh, uh, the dude from Lost, basically, is how I remember him. Uh, and then Jennifer Love Hewitt. And so Lacey Chabert, after like all these like wildly very like popular, especially with the teen crowd, she was like the fourth lead on that show. But on this one, she's also like the lead, like she was the selling point, you know, for all the teen magazines. So that's what I remember because I definitely was target demographic for like Lacey Chabert in the new Lost in Space reboot. Like go check it out. Yeah, I, yeah. Let's actually talk about the cast since we're here. I know I said I wanted to talk about nostalgia, but let's talk about the cast. Cause um, it, I feel like a lot of these people, like you said, had their own niches. And, like, people were drawn from different sort of, like, areas of the entertainment world to come and see this. Um, like, William Hurt, right? Like, he clearly is Daddy hmm. Robinson. And I was like, hey, Daddy Robinson. Um, and he is, like, the thing about William Hurt is in this movie, and the thing that pissed me off while I watched it again, is it's monotone the entire time. There is no, like, substance. And it's always, like, yeah okay this is what i'm doing okay i'm gonna get a little angry but then that's it and then then that's you know and then i'm gonna just yeah so with william hurt i was like i get it but at the same time there's so much more like that could have been done um with with um the robinson dad um i definitely loved okay so I definitely love the choice of um, Gary Oldman playing sort of like the psycho doctor yeah. who clearly, right? And if any of you have seen the new Netflix series, which is not good, um, I, you know, you need somebody who's sort of versatile and sort of somebody that, you know, because this doctor is incredibly intelligent, but is absolutely out of their mind, right? Like the the absolutely epitome of mad scientists, right? Like, it's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. But like, I have all these other ideas that might kill you, but it would look good in the end, right? Like, and it'd be fine. Um, and I feel like Gary Oldman was like perfect in that in that sense, right? You have Heather Graham, right? Who clearly is like, I don't know, I don't wanna say typecasted, but it's just like, okay, cool. Like you're the pretty daughter who's like the engineer, does all this stuff, right? And clearly Matt LeBlanc, who's like the, military guy who's coming in and is gonna like take over and do the ship is gonna come after and then clearly there's some tension there right um i feel like Lacey chaubert was like definitely cast in the right sort of like role and right she she did it she did and the other person that kind of pissed me off like and didn't in the past but does now is will robinson right like you have one emotion the entire time which is like i'm a kid and i get it you're a young kid like you're spunky you're smart you're intelligent. Your dad doesn't care what you have to do, right? But it was so monotone for me, right? And I feel like the the more, I feel like the more versatile was Mrs. Robinson, right? Like in this entire thing, where it was like she needed to she needed to be and act exactly how she needed how she needed to per the scene, right? Like that she was in. So, um, what did we think about the cast, um, Eric? Let's start with you. Um, I really enjoyed the cast. 
um, there were like we were saying there were big names of the time. Um, what I enjoyed about this movie a lot is that it did kind of try to break a couple of them out of what they had been doing. For instance, Heather Graham, like you said, she typecast it. Before this, she had just been doing like really sexually provocative roles like Brogie Nights and everything like that. She was just sexualized. So this was the first one that it was just like, it's an action movie. She's not going to be half-dressed throughout the entire movie. And we're actually going to see what she can do. So that was exciting. Same thing with Matt LeBlanc, he, him coming from Friends and a couple of things that he'd done on TV. He never really had a major movie role to prove what he could do. So that's also why I was kind of excited about this. Um, watching it now, uh, Gary Oldman's character, however much I love it, also kind of pisses me off because it reminds me of his exact character from The Fifth Element. They're right along the same of like, we're not going to let this happen. I'm crazy. I'm powerful. I'm maniacal. Same thing, which pisses me off because they could have done way more with him and made him way better. Um, William Hurt always kind of is on that monotone level with me. So he gave what he gave. Um, Mimi Rogers love her, seen her in a lot of things. Austin Powers, and she completely can span the scope of it. Um, yeah, love the cast. Love what they did. Lacey Chaubert played the bratty kid that she did on Party of Five. My real big impressive thing was her when she did Mean Girls and was kind of like ditzier and everything like that. So, But no, give me this cast any day. Even today, if they were do a reboot of them now older, I would watch it. Yeah, Brutus is just as cute as Caesar. Um, okay, Tony, what did you think about the cast? What 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 are your thoughts? Um, I I had the same thought about Gary Oldman. I was like, this is shades of Zerg from from Fifth Element. Um, it's definitely the same motivation, but he takes it into a more pretentious way. Whereas in Fifth Element, he's definitely more like slapsticky, and he. I don't know where this Southern accent comes from in Fifth Element, but he definitely made a choice to like distinguish the two, but the motivations, the dialogue was very similar into like, you know, he's basically available for the highest bidder uh, just because he believes like, you know, essentially some like capitalist form of nihilism. Um, and he's just pretty much like, hey, if I've got enough money, I'll be able, and he doesn't give a shit. I, you know, we're, we're assuming that he's like 40, 50 years old. So he's only, whether or not they populate a new planet is kind of like beyond him, which is such like a boomer perspective, which I was like, that rings true. So <laughs> like it, it definitely felt like an authentic performance. Um, so I appreciated Gary Oldman. Love Mimi Rogers. I have no complaints about Mimi Rogers. I think mm -hmm. my only complaint is that they very much sideline all the women in the third yep. act because they yep. just didn't know what to do with them. And I'm like, fair, you know, if you don't know what to do with them, there's no point in just having them in there so um but that's my only thing and it's only because i enjoyed her throughout acts one and two um heather graham same thing like i knew her as like you know the sex pot like boogie nights the head uh i think she had already been uh in the austin powers movies at this point mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. so she was very much like the ditzy blonde and like the skimpy outfit so this was her like breaking out of type but she was still very much like damsel in distress <laughs> but smart damsel. So it's different, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like new, new bell, but like inventor, but still. Exactly. I have syndrome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Um, as far as William Hurt, William Hurt, like he's very much like a brow actor, like everything in his performance just happens here and that's it. And that's all you ever need. As long as you've just got like that lighting, that's just right there. And you can tell exactly like the intensity that's happening in that moment all he needs to do so as far as him being monotone that's just kind of how i know him 
Um, so I didn't expect much else. Um, granted, I don't really know too much about his earlier work. So maybe there is like a variety there that I'm just like not aware of. Uh, Lacey Chabert is being Lacey Chabert. She's being the, this is all types, right? Like you're just trying to do this shorthand of like, here's like your youngest smart kid. Here's your rebellious teenager. Here's your, you know, golden child who very much is falling in the steps of her workaholic father. And here's the mom just trying to keep it all together. Matt LeBlanc for me though, <laughs> I don't understand what he's doing. I think he thinks he's being below Harrison Ford. But it doesn't quite get there. And I don't know why. Because he's saying the words and he's doing the cool guy like smolder. Like he's doing the thing that he should be doing, right? And it just doesn't get there. I was cruising around the IMDb trivia page and some and it mentioned how he basically was filming this and Friends at the same time. And he was just Yeah, he was. Yeah. Forth. So I have to believe that maybe that's why he didn't have an opportunity to really just kind of like sit there with his character and get comfortable. Uh, Cause there are some moments where I'm just like, he's very comfortable. And those are usually his more funny and uh, you know, kind of like over the top goofy moments, especially when he's trying to flirt with Heather Graham's character. But any other time that he's like major Don West, like soldier. And it's just like, his salute is just a little too aggressive. His, volume is just a little too high and you're just kind of like I'm not I don't know what you think you're doing um but overall I don't hate it I'm just kind of like oh that's a choice and you did that and now it's in the movie <laughs> all right it just it really does feel like they didn't have a lot of a lot of time to really work with him and to really mm -hmm. get like you know the best of like 20 or so takes maybe they only had enough time for three takes and they just were like yeah. well let's of those three and that's what we're going with so that's my only complaint when it comes to this cast i think everybody else and jared harris i completely forgot that he was in this and i was like that's dumbledore's son that's the that's him that's the dude that's moriarty um and i was like that is not his voice so that was very surprising to me so i'd be very interested to to hear what that original um what that original dialogue sounded like but those are my only thoughts about about the cast though uh overall generally positive but just some sort of like oh okay that's a choice so yeah J jared harris for sure i was like like as a kid you're like who the fuck is this right and then like as you get older you're like oh shit like i forgot he was there right and like all that stuff right towards the end where you're like oh my god i recognize that and so i i, I don't know i feel like this whole cast was sort of like a smorgasbord of like different niches within Hollywood and entertainment at the time, right? Like, because you have no, like, unless you were, like, unless you knew or were watching Party of Five, you didn't know who Lacey Schreier was, which I didn't, <laughs> like, I was just like, who the fuck is this? And then, like, unless, like, I knew who Gary Oldman was. I knew who William Hurt was, right? I knew who Heather Graham was, because, you know, all this stuff was, uh, Matt LeBlanc, right? Like, his friends, and I didn't watch Friends, but I knew who he was. And then, you know, as you get older, you're like, oh, shit, that's, oh shit oh my god oh oh and then oh and then the principal was the original bomb on lost in space and you're like oh my god like i didn't know that and my dad told me that you know when i was younger so um mike what did you think about the cast what did you think about the overall appearance of the robinsons at all uh, i think the cast was perfectly fine uh i think everybody pretty much said what i wanted to say about the cast um matt leblanc I was looking forward to his character and I thought it was a good character, but I don't think he did much with it. Um, I think uh, this is kind of like 
the movie that showed that he can't really be a movie star. <laughs> he should just stay on TV. <laughs> yeah. um, Gary Oldman is great in anything he does. I actually like the fact that he went over the top with this and very campy because I think the original show was very campy. I like the Doctor in the original show was very campy. Yeah. So I think yeah. it fit that. Um, Lisa Chabert, like I said, I didn't know who that was. Heather Graham, I knew who that was. And I was, you know, surprised and happy that she had more to do in this than she usually does. Um, Mimi Rogers, I know who that was. And I thought, mm. I thought she was good. William Hurt also, I thought he just, he was just there. I mean, he was a, anytime I think of William Hurt, I think of like his, all his performances are like the same to me in, in everything he does. So I don't, I don't, uh, hold anything against him for that that was fine um jared harris was actually that was i didn't realize that until just just recently um that that was him and i remember at the time i was kind of upset because i remember they brought back a lot of the original cast for other roles and i thought well why didn't they just bring back the kid to play the older kid and i was like that would have been perfect and then so mm. i was kind of mad that they got someone else to play that part now that i find out it's jared harris i'm like well of course, he's a much better actor than the other, whoever the other person would have been, you know. But um, <laughs> yeah, so um, I mean, the cast was fine. You know, it was great. Um, no, no real big things after that. Yeah, I also like. I forgot that Lenny James. Want to respond? Like, I just oh, want to respond real quick. Go. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but um, apparently, according to IMDb trivia, because that's where I get all my information. Um, <laughs> Apparently they did approach, or at least the I guess in the original script, the intention was to have the original 1960s TV Will Robinson play Jared Harris's yeah. part. And I guess somewhere along the line, they kind of, I, I can't remember if the director thought like, well, that's a step too far. And that's going to be super confusing. And that just feels super gimmicky, even though I'm like, but you're just going to pull this unknown future, awesome superstar actor just out of nowhere. But that's not as confusing but it would have been, you've already set the precedent by literally anybody else who has a speaking role in this movie has yeah. a, a tie to the original. Um, and then I also read that uh, apparently some of the other members uh, of the original TV cast, um, they were offered cameo roles and they were just like, you know, I don't, I've never done a cameo. We do not do bit parts. And so it was very much a no thank you kind of situation. Um, but yeah, apparently along the line, that was supposed to be very much the intention. It would have been the, the, the TV Will Robinson. I think it would have made more sense to have it him would've. play that part. Yeah. But oh well. Missed opportunity. Yeah. He, he missed out. <clears throat> Bill Murray is his name, I, do. I believe. Sorry. Yeah. I, no, you're good. I do feel like, um, I do feel like Jared Harris definitely kept on to that like I've been trapped in this area with like the doctor for so long and he still had that sort of like at the end right when he's talking to like himself um and his family like through the like the time portal and like he still kept that like very adolescent sort of like yeah like I'm grown up but I still I like I've had no one to like talk to to mature or all that stuff right and like he still kept that like sort of like adolescent Will Robinson sort of theme with that, right? And I, I do definitely want to point that out. Um, So, before, sorry, I was supposed to get to this early on and it's 8.40, um, but I do want to ask people's popcorn ratings on this. Um, Let's start with Eric, since Eric has Pancake in the view. What does Pancake <laughs> give this uh, film? Oh, Pancake was just like, I heard food, so I'm going to go <laughs> with Chaos and Love eat. It. 
Um, most food-driven cat I've ever met in my life. Um, <laughs> but um, I give this movie a four out of five. Like I said, even like Tony and I agree, like the graphics even back then had issue because they were just a little bit off. Um, but I love this movie. I always like now we'll probably watch it maybe once every couple of years. I remember I used to watch it like every couple of months back when I had it on like VHS and early DVD. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love this movie. I love the cast. I love the kitschiness about it and the campiness and just overall, it, it's an enjoyable movie. Yeah. Mike, what are we giving this film? I give it four, four to five, just because it was a fun movie. Um, and I got what I wanted out of it. You know, it was a good space adventure. Ooh. And, um, I didn't think, you know, I never held it on a high pedestal, you know, like I, I realized why people were giving it little marks and stuff like when it came out, but it, for me, it was entertaining and that's all it was, all I needed to get from it. Yes. And Tony. Uh, four to five, uh, same Z's. It's fun. It's awesome. But I also appreciate it because I like it as a time capsule of mm. the late nineties. Um, especially now with this resurgence in like 90s, early millennium, like fashion and decor, you know, everybody kind of like hangs on to like the Jinkos or like the tween mall rat kind of look with the low rise jeans and the skimpy tops. Um, everyone kind of forgets the cyberpunk trend that was like everywhere. Um, and I love that even this movie, which is so desperately trying to like paint itself as futuristic. It's so 98. It is so 1998. <laughs> Everything is a mini disc because, of course, it's like sleeker and smaller than a CD, right? Um, and of course, if you really wanted to, you too can go buy a mini disc at Best Buy. Um, <laughs> I also love the fashion. I'm just like, that looks exactly what would have been sold. There was a few like cyberpunk stores um, and even Hot Topic before it turned into a merch shop. It would definitely deal in like to like this cyberpunk fashion. Um, and the logos that are in the back, because I completely forgot this point. It's a graphics company. It's a computer graphics company that is sponsoring this trip into space. And the logo is full on like mid 1995. It's like, you know, something like graphics. So it's like this massive like G with a huge like oblong like circle in the back. And then like, it's like an orange and blue and white. And then like a neon green, like splash somewhere. Cause those were the only colors we dealt with back then it was orange blue and neon green that's it and i even love that the ship looks like like a vintage cd player because i'm like i definitely had that cd player that big bulky waterproof exactly. locked it into place and you could even throw it into your pool like oh, yeah that thing. like it yeah, looks like yeah, a cd player yeah. and so i well, just yeah. I love it as a time capsule i absolutely adore it so four out of yeah five. so funny story remember when it first launched right before it got into space that original like saucer was the original design for the Lost in Space um, ship TV show, right? Like, and it was like, that was a throwback to nostalgia, right? Like where they, it like launched and then all of a sudden it just like exploded and it became this like weird UFO type thing, which I was like, okay, cool. Like I wouldn't have known that, right? If I didn't watch like previous episodes where it was like, oh, it's a flying saucer that goes through space, right? And I'm like, yeah, so so that was like an ode to sort of like the, the the TV show. Um, I also did a four out of five popcorn buckets for this. Um, same reason because of nostalgia, but also because it's just it's genuinely just like a lot of fun to watch, right? Like you're sitting there and you're like, cool. Like there's not a dull moment. Oh, this guy's trying to sabotage. Cool. 
it doesn't end up working. Oh, they all wake up. Oh, the damsel in distress is dying. Oh, this is going on. Oh, and, and like, there's just a bunch going on at once, which is what I loved about this movie, right? Like you're sitting there and you're like, I kind of want to watch it to the end. I kind of know what's going to happen. But at the same time, I don't care because it's like, it's just, it's just fun um, throughout, throughout the whole film. Um, clearly, you know, you know, there's problems with some acting, there's problems with some things that were going on, right, with it. But overall, generally, like, the um, the idea behind it, right, like, if we were to make a film like this today, a lot of the shit that they packed within this film would not fly, unintended, because they're flying through space. But, like, it wouldn't fly, like, with producers, with any sort of director, with anything, right? Because it'd be like, it's too much. Like, too much is going on. The audience doesn't get it but i feel like this does it in a way where like we get it it's fun and we're not like that was too much right like we're not like that story just didn't make sense right i feel like the like you know the fact that like they go through the first time time portal or like time jump right and they find like a ship that was sent there to like rescue them and then they find out that you know they're spiders like that wasn't too much of a leap right and then all of a sudden they land and they and then you know the the dad's like yeah like that's a time portal and we're like okay like i could get with that it's cool and then it just it, we just go with it right like it's not like it's far-fetched because we already know that this family has gone to extreme odds right it's not like star wars where it's like let's go to like hyperspeed right and like you do it and you're like oh well but we're going to a specific destination here we're like oh there's a hyperdrive this smart family, it's invented, here we go, it's, it's happening, and then it's just like, they're lost, right? And we're like, oh, get it, lost in space. And so, like, it, I feel like this entire sort of synopsis of this film makes sense. and makes sense in a way where it was palatable for audiences, it was palatable for people that hadn't known what Lost in Space was. Um, and yeah, so oh, Q-Ball says, which Lost in Space do you prefer, the series or the movie? I don't know if any of you all have seen the series at all or checked out a couple episodes or anything like that um what did you what did you all think about that let's answer q really quickly let's go to mike um what do you prefer mm, so the original series or the remake series um the original um, not, not the remake we're not we're not discussing bruno tonight. gotcha cool um yeah so the movie then i would, i like the movie better i like okay. i just I'm, a, I'm into this you know spaceships and robots and i like the way they design yeah. those in this one yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and Eric, what do you think? Um, I would definitely go with the movie as well. Um, from both series, even though we don't talk about Bruno, I would definitely still go with the movie just because I feel it was more, like you said, more concise, but um, we went along with it for the ride and we got the story, which is unfortunate to say that they wouldn't today because some audiences need things way more explained to them today than back in the 1998, unfortunately. <laughs> Period. Uh, and Tony? movie um i never saw the remake series i definitely have not seen the original series i also do wonder like i don't really run into a lot of like fandom around the original yeah. Lost Space yeah. series um which is surprising because like you know we obviously fixated on this idea long enough to make a whole 1998 movie and then also 20 years later make that netflix series so i'm just kind of curious as to like why there's never been like a substantial fandom that's kind of like sprung up around maybe they are maybe they're hiding somewhere on facebook and i just <laughs> wildly unaware. maybe maybe they're lost in space who knows 
I feel like I feel like with this new remake, right? Like I wanted to watch it because of this film, and I watched it, and like I was, I was severely disappointed. Same. <laughs> like, and and I was like, yep. God, like this, this this was definitely an offshoot, and it was it was shot far off. Like it it was it wasn't even. Like I, I couldn't relate to certain things within it. And then it came and then I found out I'm like, fuck Netflix, you cancel shit that like is so amazingly awesome. And you have three seasons of this shit. Like and and I, I like and so I didn't even watch the second. I think there's a third season out now and I haven't watched it. I just have no interest in it, right? Because it just it totally derails from like the original. And I get it. Like I get reimaginings, I get like redoing things for like you know, uh, uh, current audiences, like this, this definitely had like, like it hit it, 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 or it missed the mark. It missed the mark totally. Um, and for me, like definitely the movie, but like, I did like the original only because like it went on for so long and then there were totally other adventures that sort of contributed to the overall, right? Like theme of like finding a place for humanity to survive, right? Um, and, and it was just like, they went to strange worlds where it was like, yeah, some of these worlds would be like definite reality, but then some of them were like, how, why? Like, wh where the fuck do you land, right? Um, and so I definitely, you know, like, I, but I did like the movie because it, encap it, it encapsulated everything that was this sort of like series. But yeah, like, you're not going to lose sleep if you don't watch the new series, Tony. So like, it's not like, watch it if you're like, eh, like, I'm bored. I have a gummy. Like, let's just fucking see what happens. And then if you don't like it's not a big deal, right? So um yeah, that part. But yeah, so definitely I think we all sort of like prefer the movie. So um let's go to last minute thoughts. Would you recommend this movie to watch like as like a first date? Would you recommend this to show friends who are like, yeah, like I heard about it, but I don't know. Um, would you just show somebody that like is not a fan and is like, yeah, cool, like let's just watch a random movie? Would you throw it on? Um, let's start with you, Tony. I definitely would recommend this movie. Um, as you were talking about, you know, you made some comments about how if this were being made today, certain flourishes and certain elements wouldn't have made it through because there'd be way too much, you know, interference from creative studio control. And I realized um, one of the problems that especially, you know, quality issues aside from the new uh, series on Netflix, we don't currently have a sort of like cyberpunk mm -hmm. like subculture in, in mm -hmm. 2023. In 1998, in the mid 90s, we had because the internet was like this amazing, you know, incredible thing that was changing everything and changing everything very quickly. Computer graphics and computer technology and software and, and, and you know, hardware was like progressing at a very exponential rate. So we had this idea, even though it leaned more <laughs> dystopian you know like you can yeah. see that in matrix you can see that in um fifth element but there was always this sort of like silliness and hope and style and that's why we really like hung on to it because we were like well obviously we're not going to be responsible with this technology and obviously we're going <laughs> to plan it into the ground but we're going to course correct at the very last moment so there's always like this little bit of hope within that like late 90s cyberpunk movement but now we have like no, nothing about that because our our subculture is just culture at this point. Mm -hmm. And it's very nihilistic at this point because we're just like, it's so ingrained. 
we hate it. It's the mark of the beast. We're all going to be tracked by the deep state. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it's just like a lot of nihilism right now around technology. Um, and a lot of like, um, it's so normalized to the point where people are just overwhelmingly negative. Sure. It's not anything really positive about it because we haven't really, we have not approached what the next thing is going to be mm -hmm. yet. However, today, I do want to point out that NASA did announce their new crew for the Artemis II. Um, these are the folks that are going to be going back to the moon for like the first time in a long time. I think they're doing a, a moon orbit is what they're doing. I don't think they're actually walking on the moon again. Um, I'm hoping that this might be one of many things that kind of like turns our attitudes around like technology and about the future. Because as of right now, I think we're all just kind of like in this very... <laughs> depressed dystopia i think we're all just dealing with like a lot of adhd and neurodivergent yeah. burnout and we can't really like fathom an optimistic future right now but i'm hoping that you know in the next few years that we're gonna like shift it around and maybe we start like applying some optimism to our sci-fi so yes after all i would recommend this because this is actually a very optimistic film even though it's very gloomy and it's very like brown and 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 gray and and very like dirty looking um it's, it's really sweet at the heart of it. Yeah, I, you know, that was so, I think, that, I think that was, I think that was deeper than, but like, than what you meant, because <laughs> as you said that, no, 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 for real, because as you said that, I was like, shit, like, we've become so sort of like, I don't want to say complacent, numb to like the technology that we have now, like, we have fucking AIs telling us what to write on our resumes telling us what to write in emails, telling us what to do, right? And I feel like back then, this was technology that we could have hoped for, right? Where it's like now, if somebody were to try to produce this, it, it, we'd be like, okay, cool. That's going to come in 10 years. Fine. Like, whatever. Like, it's not a big deal, right? And I feel like that's important. And it's because we've become so complacent with, like, technology and how the needs of how, like, it's almost like, you know, that film AI, like if it were to like come out now, we'd be like, oh yeah, that's attainable within five years, right? And so what is the next best thing, right? Like what is that thing where, you know, um, and I also think it's, I also think it's like all these sci-fi films that are like 2023 and we're like, wait, we're in that year and we still don't have fucking flying cars, right? Like, hoverboard, still, yeah, like we <laughs> still don't have that. And you're right, like, it's because we've become so sort of, like, immune to the technology that we have in this day and age that, like, what is going to top that, right? Like, what is the future? What is now, right? It's no longer your H.G. Wells, like, time machine. It's like, okay, cool, time machine, but let's make it fashion, right? Like, let's make it cute. Let's make it something that people can be, like, oh, that's something that we don't have, right? And it's it's definitely that fine line between that. And so, wow, that's real. that was like really deep. And I'm going to be thinking about that like in my dreams, like for real, like that was, wow. Um, let's go to you, Eric. Um, what did you think about this final thoughts? Um, is this something that you would recommend to anybody? Oh yeah, I would definitely recommend. It's a fun time. It's campy. It's futuristic for what we thought it would be saying what you're saying and everything like that. It's fun. Um, watch it. Don't judge it too harshly with the graphics, but watch it um but tony for what you were saying like how everything like that a tv show i recommend you watch is altered carbon i think they do a very good job 
I love the um, first. I love the first season. I have not. I've not seen the the later ones yet. So same, but going bringing that into like a future thing and bringing in a different level than what we have now, I think that does a good job of what we're talking about. I liked everything but the last episode of the last season because I have a real issue with where they take it. But ultimately, the themes of it, I really was all about. So we'll talk about that later. Yes. <laughs> yeah, go watch the movie. It's fine. Love it. I love it. Love it. You got a little <laughs> and Mike, what are our last minute thoughts on this? What did you, would you recommend this? So as much as I liked it, I don't know if I'd recommend it to anybody. Um, maybe sci-fi fans I would recommend it to. I would like to see sure. this in like a convention with like, like fans of the, of the show and see how they react to it. Cause I never, I don't think I ever really got to be around fans of the, of that original property. So mm-hmm. it'd be kind of cool to see how they, how they, you know, take to the new changes and stuff like that. Um, but, um, as far as, you know, I think it's just something that I, I enjoyed. I don't think I feel the need to like spread the word about it though. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm yeah, just, you like, will a panel. Isn't like, there's some cons coming up, right? We can celebrate the 25th. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. oh, those have those, let's like, start it. Let's yeah. just do it. <laughs> We're going to be the lost in space panel. They're going to be like. <laughs> You weren't even fucking in this. Oh well, we're just we're just spreading awareness. I'm a big fan, so yeah. Like we're a huge yeah. fan. Oh my god. Well, you know, for me, um, this is definitely a nostalgic film um, that I was definitely obsessed with when I was a kid, and um, definitely loved. And you know, clearly as a closeted little gay boy, like I was like Matt LeBlanc's hot. I was like fucking William Hurt's a little daddy when I was like. Even for me, like at this young age, I was like, Will Robinson, like what's going on, man? Like, cool, you're in a robots. I'm in a robots. I love it, right? And so I think for me, um, uh, yeah, it was just, it was definitely, um, you know, a point in my life where I was into sci-fi. I was already into all these, you know, sort of films. And and this one just sort of like, was like sort of that little like curtail into how I sort of became like, I don't know, like a nerd with this stuff, right? And 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 I loved it, right? Like, and it just, it gives me so many memories of going with my dad to the theater and watching this and like having the DVD and watching it whenever I could um, and having like the little toys, right? Like, I think it was like, all of them had their like separate toys in their like cryopods. And like, I wanted to collect them all. And so I had like most of them in their cryopods. I think like Will like had like the little, like he had like the, he had like a, a little like robot with like his little like pad, his little data pad. And then like, I think I got Penny cause she had her little like wristwatch, you know, and she had all that. And then I think I had um, Matt LeBlanc's character with like a gun and like get a little thing. Um, so it was, it was definitely something that like, I definitely, uh, you know, refer to as nostalgic and, you know, I love. Um, and so, yes, we're reaching the end of our wonderful, amazing and beautiful review for Lost in Space, the 1998 uh, movie. Um, before we leave and before I say goodbye, um, I'd like to thank my guests, um, Eric, Mike, and Tony. You all were amazing. You all are wonderful and awesome. Where can we find you on the socials? Let's start with you, Mike. Where can we find you? Uh, GripC47 on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, that's it. Yep. We love it. And Eric, where can we find you? Um, you can find me everywhere on Instagram, um, Snapchat, all of those, except for Twitter, because I really don't use that anymore. Uh, but at Heartless7, that's H-A-R-T-L, the number three, S-S-7, and that's where you can find me. 
And if you don't know where his name came from, he's getting a tattoo. I am. It's it. yet to, that's why most of this you'll see me doing this because it's still very much healing and it's stop itching it. No. I'm not, I'm just touching. No, <laughs> no, I don't believe that shit. <laughs> no, I don't have <laughs> too many tattoos Good. to go scratch. <laughs> Good. No, I, I saw your draft and I'm so excited to see it. I was like, it's gonna oh, be I'll show it yeah. to you guys next month when it's done. Yay! All right, and Tony, last but not least, where can we find you on the social? Uh, yeah, you guys can find me everywhere at the Tony Sanchez, Tony with an I, Sanchez with a Z. I love it. We love it. Follow all these wonderful, amazing individuals. They're doing wonderful and amazing things in the world and in their lives. Um, you can find me on Instagram, City Stars Thirteen. Um, I haven't posted anything, Jesus, since I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But you know what? It's going to happen one day or another when I'm not busy. Um, and I post funny stories on there all the time. So you can find the fun stories anyway. Um, please, 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 everybody, um, give it up for my guests. We love them. Uh, but that's all the time we have to talk about Lost in Space today. Um, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Be, be sure to join our Discord to keep the conversation going, as well as subscribing to all of our platforms. They are at Nom Talk Network. We are everywhere. Please subscribe. Um, we love subscribers. We love people who comment. Um, we love people who give us suggestions to do, except for Eric when he comments, do it in third person. Um, but tune into our next show, which is going to be uh, uh, on the 5th. Uh, Mike Manala will be hosting our Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, um, the new movie that's coming out. So if you haven't seen it, don't tune in that night, but watch the recording and the, watch the movie and then watch the recording after. Some of the people that are on here might be on there um, talking about that movie, which is going to be awesome and amazing. And I'm so excited to see it. Um, but until then, I am your host, Joan Norosco, and I hope you have a nomorific evening. We'll see you all later. <laughs>